B&E Voss Sports Radio, episode four of season two here at Quinnipiac University. My name is Brennan Kelly, as always, joined by Ethan Hurwitz. And today we have a special, <laughs> special guest in the studio, our good friend Zach my Carter. Mic, my mic's not on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Can I you hear, hear you good? Okay. Can you hear him? Hello? Hello? Oh. Yeah, can no, you, you good. You good, I can't brother. Hear you good. I can't hear you, though. Oh, I hear, I hear myself now. Hello? We, can you hear Ethan? Or I Zach? Can, yeah. All right. Can you hear? I can, like, hear your voices, but not, like, coming through the mic. Hmm. Turn your little knobby thing to right, the right. So, as Zach um, works on his headset, oh, we, we are really happy to be in the studio today. There we go. For the last half hour, we've been very indecisive about if we're coming on the show today because we are without our right-hand man, Mike King. Shout out Mike King. And Seth listening. is locked out of his dorm. Our. Our dorm. <laughs> Our dorm. Um, yeah, shout out Seth. Hope he's doing all right. Kind of feel bad we couldn't go help him, but the show must go on. So, Zach, welcome to B&E. We are so thankful that you were able to uh, swing by the studio and hop in. Um, you know, initial thoughts on being in here for another show besides the Zach and Tommy, Tommy and Zach? <laughs> um, I believe it's called Rush Hour. Oh. Because um, it was originally it's at, called Rush Hour. Because it was so originally at 5 o'clock last year. That's, I like that title. But now it's at 2 o'clock. It also um, um, plays into how quick you guys are in the studio here and there. Fair. That's very fair. Rush we have an average show duration of about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, it's great. It's an honor to be here. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Um, you yeah, know, it's a nice Friday afternoon here. Um, I've been in the studio for the last couple hours working with uh, Nora, who had a show, and then Ryan, the guy who uh, like knows the equipment better than the rest of us, was here um, helping Connor and I. So shout out those people. Um, Did work- you learn how to do the sound effects? Sort of. Nice. It's a work of process. We're trying to get some fun, creative uh, things bites. going on so we can kind of make the show much more entertaining. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so how's everyone's day going? It's all right. It's a Friday. Friday. Week's almost can't over. can't have a bad Friday. Yeah, you could, but Fair. hopefully we're not having <laughs> one today. Oh, um, word on the street is that well, we're going to be having a second special guest. Um, Mike can call. Oh, Mike's calling in? Do you want Mike to call in? Yeah, let's let's Mike, 203-582-555. He's not listening. He's know. not listening. Yeah, no. Did you get that? 555. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 203-582-5555. Let's get this phone one active, and we're getting ready for our man, Michael King, to call in. Right, and, perfect. Uh, let's, you guys want, let's treat him like a... Is uh, it really that simple? You just call the number and put the phone You just call in? the number and the l- button put lights the phone up, and then when he's... He said it's going to be quick, though. He's got to go eat. Yeah, yeah, But let's treat him like he's not on the show. Like he's like a fan or something. Uh, you guys yeah. down for that? All right, Mike, what's your take? And uh, here, here we go. Is. Mike, you're on with the B&E crew. How are you, friend, my friend? <laughs> How are you doing? Good, good, good. How long have you been a fan of the show for? <laughs> a long time. You know, I, I picked it up during the first season, and I, I'm i not ashamed to say I've been a true listener ever since. 
That's really kind of you to say. What's your name and occupation, if you don't mind? <laughs> um, well, my name is Mike. I'm a boss, and that's what I do. Very good to hear. Very good to hear. So, any questions for... Uh, I did want to... Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I did want to uh, call in about something. We're here for you. We're here for all so, kinds uh, of questions. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Bruins hot start, right? Four and one. Uh, they just got a... Uh, What's your point, Mike? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, the huge win over the Ducks, right, in the shootout. Yeah, and yeah, Linus yeah. Allmark came up huge. Now, after seeing Jeremy swim and let up, uh, what was it, seven goals against Ottawa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Linus Allmark the new number one in, in town? What do we think, guys? You know, that's a great, great point. We're bringing statistics here. I think you'd be a natural on the radio. Someone should really bring you on their show. Um, but, you know, I, I think that right now you roll with the hot hand. I mean, Linus looked fired up. He won you, you know, he won you a game in a shootout. And Swayman's in a drought right now. You, you know, let him work it out and he'll, uh, he'll bounce back. So, you know, if I was Jim Montgomery, I'd just roll with the hot hand, leave uh, Linus in until he starts to play like a, uh, like a Buffalo Sabre goalie and then you switch to Sway. So, how Sway? Sounds good. I also had one more point, if you don't mind. Yes, yes. We also have Zach so, uh, in the studio, if you don't you didn't know that. <laughs> What's going on, Zach? How are we doing? How are we? How are we? I'm good. How are you, Mike? I'm good, bro. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask. So, Monday Night Football, right? We got the Pats and the Bears. Monday uh, Night the Football. The Bears rank uh, close to the bottom of the barrel when it comes to a lot of the defensive stats in the NFL. So, yes, uh, yes. Is this a game where maybe you say even if Mac is healthy, even you ride with Bailey just just to be on the safe side? Yeah, I'm gonna let Ethan take charge on this. Thank you, Brendan. Um, me and Brendan were actually talking about this. I think um, you just roll with whoever is healthy at that point. If Mac Jones is 100, percent Mac Jones is gonna be your starting quarterback. If Mac Jones is anything but 100 percent healthy for this game, I think you're gonna roll with Bailey Zappi, who has proven to be a solid backup against three teams that will not make the playoffs, but still has shown some high-quality football. Um, I just do think that Mac Jones is going to have to be 100% healthy um, to be the starting quarterback. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, call in whenever. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Mike. Right. Uh, call back anytime. We always love having fans call in. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Just hang, day. just hang up on them. Oh, poor Mikey. Um, shout out, Mike. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, we have an extensive network of fans. That we do. <laughs> range from all agents. Global reach. Yeah. We do, yeah. Our marketing department has worked tirelessly to <laughs> promote, an, it, promote it to our family. We have an extensive marketing department. We, we do. Very deep. Um, yeah, so I actually think this would be a great episode to have people call in. Complete, like, you know, obviously our fans were like, maybe we could figure out. Um, get, you like, know what? I'm going to I'm tweet gonna, Gillette. I'm going to tweet something out. Yeah, and hopefully we get some ca- funny calls in and we could just kind of react to them and play them. Just don't don't give contact. Just be, call this number to be on a radio, and then want to call into a college radio station. Yeah, and then put the number. Yeah. Oh, we're we're getting what's the number? Uh, two or three. Two or three. Five eight two. Five eight two. Five 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 five. Five 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 five. Should I put that on Instagram? Do, whatever you feel, we'll get the best. Instagram would get a. Ton. We're gonna have to be careful here because if people come in and they're going crazy, then we're like drop the phone. This call. could this could this could potentially this could um, potentially be the funniest thing I've ever been a part of, or the most offensive thing I've ever. You gotta been a part you gotta of. hover your hand over that. Yeah, that I, I, will I, be I ready. just tweeted it out. Uh, let's see. I right. tweet to my forty nine followers, <laughs> and then I am screenshotting this and putting this on my Instagram story with twenty six thousand followers on it. <laughs> uh, let's see what goes down. Um, yeah, I see where priorities lie when I when <laughs> one fourth of the time. To- keep right? your eyes on this button thing. I see where priorities lie when one fourth is in the a time of need. You no, know I'm gonna post this. I'm gonna actually post this. And if then- Seth, if you're listening, I want to publicly apologize for not saving you when you get locked out of the room. Um, um, but you know, we have an extensive fan base that needs to. Have Seth, Friday Seth this should this should be you. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, he's in your chair. I just, I just posted <laughs> on Gillette Nation. On his way, so. I just posted on Gillette Nation. Want to call into a college radio station? Call this number. We're on air for an hour. Call in. All right, um, so I'll keep my eyes on the button. But so while we wait. While we wait. How's your day today, Zach? I'm doing good. You know, I've had three classes. Ooh, busy day. Uh, Sporkle quizzed through all, every single one of them. Um, learned a lot. But uh, 
just your average Friday. Right. Looking forward to a, to a good weekend. What yeah. did you have at breakfast? I had a Nature Valley bar on my way to my 11 a.m. class. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you uh, rate that breakfast meal? <laughs> it's usually never more than like a 7. Today it was probably like a 6. Okay. Just because like, you know, I was kind of feeling tired. Yeah, yeah, Wasn't yeah. really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the same breakfast I have every day. Did you ever get tired of that breakfast? I'm a big breakfast guy myself. I'm not really a breakfast guy. I used to be a big breakfast guy, but now I've sort of just strayed away from it. I'll just I've wake up. I've never been a breakfast guy. I, I just... Really? I think Mike would side with me on that. I think Mike's a big breakfast guy. Mike Mike is. He'll, but, he'll uh, go and be like, oh, have to go get breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're, We're always not. like, let's go to a diner and have like a nice, sweet breakfast. Mm-hmm. And we never do. I'm a huge breakfast guy, but only when really, it's I'm not sorry to cut for breakfast. It's going to be really disappointing if nobody calls in. Mm, yeah. Well, <laughs> you were saying <laughs> I would, I like I love breakfast foods, but not that early in the morning, you know, like for brunch or maybe like a nine o'clock diner. Like, yeah, diners at night go hard. Yeah. Um, but let's see. How's your show going? My show? Yes. Like uh, Rush Hour? Yeah. Like, you know, have you guys gotten any sponsorships, brand deals? Um, you know, we here at b and were in talks with a clothing brand. We were. This was a oh. true fact. <laughs> Seth Fromowitz has arrived to the studio. Should I tell Santino not to come then? Do I? Should I get out of his chair? Uh, we have no schedule today. Um our plan we're live correct we are live your mic is active and our plan is uh to just see whoever calls i see brendan are you fully versed in how to like bleep things out because Um, this rant that i'm about to go on because of you schmucks you're gonna (laughs) use it listen i told them about 20 at 20 minutes Uh before the show yeah i I was was locked out Right, you were in class. I was in class. Brendan was here. Have a bleep but you guys all had time in advance before this show. Come get me. This campus is not that big. Hold on, let me hit this button. Mike's not here, so I didn't have Mike to help me out. Yeah. Like the what first even time. happened? So, yes, let's I, give context to our viewers. I see, you, I see you stopped to get a smoothie on the no, way. This was actually in the fridge in the room. Martino's oh. here. This is going to make it a little. Oh awkward. my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> Santino. I have to get up again. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I'm assuming I don't have a headset anymore. Um, it's over there. I don't know if it works though. Probably not. Ladies and gentlemen, Santino in the studio. Um, You know, here he's about to drop in. We're live. Um, thanks for coming in. We were uh, a little while ago. It was just um, Ethan and I. We weren't sure what the. Turnout was going to be, they left, but... They left me outside. We locked out of our... <laughs> out of room. Come on, guys. You got to let Seth back in. Anyway, um, what are we talking about today? Well, right now we're actually waiting for people to potentially call in. Mm-hmm. So we Mike call in? Mike called Mike in already. Call in. All right. We're talking uh, about breakfast. What did you have for breakfast today? Actually, today I had some eggs and two protein bars before I went and uh, you're talked. You're an egg guy? Yeah, I like eggs. I mean, I'm, you know, egg, sometimes yolk, sometimes no yolk. Depends. I'm I mean. Yeah, I know I'm egg guy. You know, some bacon, turkey bacon depends on what I'm feeling, you know, in the mood for. Two protein bars when I toss the football a little bit with the guys, and then I got a text from Brendan. Now I'm here. <laughs> so we're gonna talk. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. I mean, McCaffrey trade's pretty big. I'll talk. I'll tell you about that That's right a, now. Yeah, yeah I mean, take they, it away. Take it away. Go yeah, I was surprised the nine or the Niners gave up that much to get him. I believe it was a third and a fourth. It was. Uh, yeah, second. you got to call. Hold on, hold on. We have a call. Take 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 a call. Hello. May I ask who's calling in? Oh, oh, dang. Dang. That's a tough look. Dang. 0 for 1. It's all right. They seem, they probably got intimidated. Right. As you were saying, Santino. <laughs> yeah, no, Seth corrected me. I believe it was a, it was a, what, a 2023 second round, 2023 third, third round, and then a fourth, fourth and then a fifth. And then a fifth up for a 24. Yeah, fifth in 2024. That's a lot of draft picks, draft capital to give. I know McCaffrey's really talented, but as we know, running backs, like, they're not they're not the key to winning Super Bowls. If you look at past Super Bowl winners, I mean, when the Pats won in 2017, they had, what, James White. And 2019, they had Sonny Michelle and James White. Eagles had LeGarrette Blunt and I believe it was, it was Jay Ajayi, the guy who used to be on the Dolphins. There's never been, like, massive running backs when they win a Super Bowl. So giving up that much for McCaffrey, I don't know how I feel about it. What do you, what do you think, Seth? This whole McCaffrey thing, I oh, – so – 
as an Elijah Mitchell owner in a league, I'm I'm not too happy about it because he was slated to come back soon, and you know he was supposed to be their RB one. But with McCaffrey coming in, you know obviously that that workload's going to be a little bit less. And you know this is a league that I, I'm trying to be competitive in, but it's very. This is the Hofstra league. No, this is actually the the Quinnipiac. That's fair. That's Vampire fair. league that we're in. That me and Ethan are in, and you know. For the 49ers, I'd say this is a great trade. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a lot to give up. Yeah, give up a lot, lot to give up. We got, yeah. call. we got a call. Another call. Hello, caller. Uh, let me get your name and uh, why you're calling in today. <laughs> oh, my name is Julio, and uh, I'm calling in today because I want to say that you guys are awesome, and uh, we can, if you guys want to discuss the Patriots for like a few minutes. Of course. What are your um, thoughts on Monday's matchup against the Bears? You think Max going to play, or you think they're going to rock with Zappy? I mean, honestly, I think that they should play Max because it's, it's the Bears. Come on. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and that. Go ahead. And everyone's saying, uh, Bears fans saying you kill revenge game. He's not getting a revenge game. He's going to be cash. So. Here at B and E, we're actually a um, massive anti Nikhil Harry. Um, Love the Nikhil Harry moment. So we're actually hoping that he uh, gets like a big play, but then like messes it up. Like they give him like a, a perfect fade ball, and he just doesn't, you know, doesn't catch it. Perfect play. He's, he's not going to catch a pass, and it's going to be like he's still wearing a Patriot uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Nikhil Harry in general? I mean, it seems like you're not a big supporter, but were you a supporter at first, and when did you give up on him? I mean, I mean, I kind of was for that first time. You know, I was like, the first topic. Bill might be, you know, might be making the right decision. But probably 2025 when I give a one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that play in the Chiefs game where, you know, they called him out of bounds. But uh, I think that was probably the turning point of his career, if we can all agree on that. You know, he gets in, maybe it's a different story, but he just can't catch. So what can you do, man? Yep. Uh, score prediction and player of the game. Uh, prediction 17 to 30 and player of the game, Devontae Parker. Yeah, he's due for kind of a breakout game, especially if Max back. I mean, the last game they played together, they had um, they had a pretty good thing going for a couple, you know, that one drive. <laughs> for, for one drive. <laughs> one drive. But, uh,. Yeah, man, I appreciate you calling in. You're actually the first person to actually uh, say anything, so we appreciate Mike. that. Yeah, I am our, other than our normal guy, but we appreciate the support. Bob <laughs> bro. All right, BNE underscore, or BNE radio underscore on Twitter, Instagram. We'll have this episode up in three to five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out the day after never. All right, thanks, man. No problem. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was fun. Yeah, always nice to get a caller. This is like a third caller ever. Yeah, it's a big. We have two guests today. It's a big week. It and is. a caller. Yeah. Um, a lot of big stuff happening too. I mean, the Panthers are. Big. I want to go back to the Panthers. They're just cleaning house at this point. Does DJ Moore get shipped off? I think he does. And if, yeah. and I will say this: if the goddamn Packers don't trade for this man, <laughs> I am going to lose my mind because all I keep seeing on Instagram. I'm sorry. All I keep seeing on Instagram. Chase Claypool. Oh, oh, we might get Chase Claypool. Oh, Packers might get DJ Moore. Oh, Packers might have gotten Robbie Anderson. All these trades. You realize the amount of years that I have been hoodwinked and led on to thinking the Packers are going to make some kind of move at the deadline. If you couldn't tell I'm a Packers fan, they never, ever move this guy. They never move any kind of receivers. Never make any moves for them. I'm sick and tired of it. I'd like the rumors to just stop at this point because I know it's never going to happen. I don't know what you guys have to say, but I don't know why they're always in these, like, Mini trade rumors, whatever you want to call it, they're in these trade rumors. They never make any kind of moves. It's the same. It's the same thing that's happened with the Pats for the last like eight years, but like it's never been like major. It will be like the the Patriots are kicking the tires on Stephon Diggs and kicking the tires on OBJ. That's OBJ is not a massive one. He's been in. He's been OBJ has been in reports to come to New England for like the last seven years, but hasn't. And so if they were to go and sign him now on a torn ACL while he's like in his mid thirties, would be. A colossal waste. Almost of money. every single receiver has been on the on the, on the rumor mill for but the Packers. You could look at Will Fuller, Devontae Parker last everyone. year. Like every single damn year for four years straight. Elijah Moore is probably going to join oh that list. So he has been. Hold on. Speaking of Elijah Moore, it sounds like somebody's mad that the Packers lost to the Jets. <laughs> sounds like somebody's big mad over here. I think I, no. You know, you know what I'm more mad about the fact that the Packers lost not just to the Jets. 
to the How low Jets. of an organization do you have to get to the way you lose to both New York teams in back-to-back weeks? For those who don't know, I've had the pleasure of absolutely clowning Santino whenever I see him all week about this game because the Jets, the Jets are them this year. Four and two, like that's that's not a fluke. That's really not a fluke. And you know, oh, we yeah, had a, our, our very faithful listener, Mike's dad, uh, <laughs> comments on Twitter that I should be gloating about this, and I I'm very much still, you know. Living this first I'm ever still... comment on TikTok from this kid. I make I make a post <laughs> on my TikTok about the Packers Jets game about Sauce Gardner wearing the cheese app. And the first comment I get from this kid, hey, he's big mad. I guess I go, let's go. I go big mad. Go Jet BB. <laughs> I just for the first time ever. I don't even, I don't think in my lifetime I've seen this since like watching football in the ESPN top ten NFL power rankings. The Jets and the Giants were both in it. The Giants were five, and the Jets were nine. Can anyone tell me when? The, has that happened? Like in in the last like decade? I don't think so, right? There's Maybe no like way. 2011. Maybe because that was the year before that. The well, Jets were in the AFC before. Championship game. 2010. Yeah, the year before that, and the Giants won the season. It had to have been yeah. 2010. But like, how is this? I don't, I'm, I'm I'm confused as to how it's happening right now because the Giants don't have that good of a roster. Well, I mean, they don't. a lot of it's Odell. I mean, not Odell. Oh, Odell. Yeah, Odell. Yeah, Odell. So, I mean, Giants. Saquon, Saquon. Saquon. It is, but do the Jets have, a better, Jets have a better roster, though? Oh, yeah. By He's far. Like, I th- but at this point, it's getting Zach Wilson back into the groove of things, you know. Granted, they did okay with Joe Flacco at quarterback, but they still had Joe Flacco at quarterback, and I think the games that they lost, it was really a matter of Joe Flacco being at quarterback. <laughs> so, not the Brown, that, Oh, actually, the Browns game won. I don't know how you guys won that game. Well, because that's a, that was a big defensive and special teams game, which also helped, you know, beat the Packers there with the blocked field goal and then the the punt return or the blocked punt touchdown. Which keep in mind that was past trauma for me because that's how we lost our playoff game. The Green Bay Packers, 49ers blocked a punt. And it was, dude, the 49ers that season that playoff game didn't score an offensive touchdown. Two field goals and a blocked punt and a blocked punt into a touchdown. That's how we lose. I get deja vu with the Jets last week. Seems just like not they, just not. A, seems I, like they avoided the things they needed to practice on and. Uh, I can't. My last two Sundays have been ruined. New right. caller, though. All right. yeah. New caller coming in. So Hello, caller. Uh, name and uh, let me get your name. Yeah, occupi- occupation. Joseph and occupation means like where you work, right? Uh, I think. <laughs> it means something. Just yeah. fun fact, fun fact, uh, fun fact. Uh, I'm a Marine. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you for your service. Thanks. Um. What do you want to talk about? Give me a topic. Give us a topic. Uh, There's five of us in here. What did I miss? Uh, we're talk- we were just talking about uh, the Packers, but we actually talk about pretty much anything sports-related. It's supposed to be a Boston sports radio show where we just talked about the, yeah, yeah. the Packers and Jets. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. So, uh, thoughts on this week's game? You think Max going to play, or you think they're going to roll with Zap? Um... I mean, I haven't seen anything of the season. I've been at boot camp. Oh, yeah? Did you just get out, like, this past week? Yeah. That's that's good. Well, just to let you know, Mac Jones did get hurt, and then Bailey Zappi came in and won two games. Um, Yeah, I've been trying to figure out who the fuck Bailey is. (laughs) (laughs) He's good. He's good. He's good. He's having a good start. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. Threw me for a loop there. I dropped it. Um, name and occupation. Uh, Connor Mallory, college student. Sweet. Well, welcome to the club. Um, this is Boston Sports Radio. You probably saw Gillette Nation's tweet. Uh, we're talking anything sports, but if you have anything specific you want to talk about, we got five uh, sports guys in here. Um, so, you know, pick a topic and we can run with it. Okay. Um, so, I was just. I saw that the, the Patriots signed a wide receiver named Raleigh Webb off the Ravens practice squad. Yeah. And uh, his ra- his number on the, the Ravens was number 87. Yeah. And that, that really just got me... It made me tear up because it made me uh, think of my favorite NFL tight end, uh, number 85, he used to play for the Patriots. His uh, name was Ryan Izzo. Do you, do you think there'll be any comparisons made between uh, Raleigh Webb and Ryan Izzo? You know, that is a really, that's a great point. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because here at B&E, we're, we get really emotional about those <laughs> last guy in, first guy out type of players. I mean, he Real was a gritty guy. He was a gritty, 
Like student it, of the game. Yeah, I, I really think like lunch pail guy. I mean, look at we haven't won much since Ryan Izzo got shipped to Houston. I mean, and Houston's been on top lately. You know, they're one of the best teams in the league right now, developing. Um, so I'm gonna let my uh, my Patriots lead take the. Take the Am lead I the that. Patriots lead? You are the Patriots lead. Yeah, Ryan, I mean, Ryan is a one-career touchdown with the Pats against, against the um, the Washington Redacteds. Um, <laughs> is that comment on that? <laughs> Take <Okay>. a <laughs> Um But, yeah, no, Raleigh Webb, I, they signed him off the Ravens practice squad, and he wore 87 with the Ravens, <laughs> which I guess reminds you of Izzo. Um, Not but he's wearing number eighty-seven. But he's wearing eighty. He's wearing forty-four for the Pats. So that just reminds me of Dalton Keene. Oh, another generational tight end right. for the Patriots. Do you uh, remember Wesley Keene? Oh boy! Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that was certainly an interesting moment in my life um, of Dalton Keene's dad getting mad at me. Um, on Instagram. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, so that. that'll be a story. Um, but yeah, that's certainly something in my my story my storied Instagram past. <laughs> and my my final question to you guys: Do you think uh, newly signed wide receiver Raleigh Webb and uh, Brendan Schooler will have like a similar impact to the NFL, like the same way Kobe and Shaquille O'Neal um, did in the NBA? <laughs> That, another, another great point, my friend. Um, have you done radio before? Because you really have a, like a, a good voice for this stuff. These topics are spot on. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I, I can't disagree with that statement. I can't. That's why Monday can't come soon enough. And, um, you know, I think we're going to be able to run some, like, Edelman Gronk type of plays with that combo right there. Brendan Schooler plays yeah. defense, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, but he got a ball the other day. Um, yeah, so... Uh, thank, thank you for your input. We have two people waiting on the line. Yeah, we appreciate you calling in. One of the creative and funniest guys we've had on the show. Really nice. It was really nice talking to y'all. I hope y'all have a great day. Yeah, you thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Name and occupation. Welcome to the radio. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I got a serious question regarding the Patriots. We are ready for serious questions regarding the Patriots. Fire away. Who do you think makes the Patriots Hall of Fame first? Nikhil Harry or Justin Ramos? <laughs> that, now my dad is... Uh, Did, was, it, was, it, was it said yet? Uh, Did uh, we give our shout-out yet? No, we shouted oh, it out. But we this is, out Big this is between Pat's Perfect. No, no. Uh, yeah. No, Justin Ramos is the, some kid that... Uh, Make stuff up on Twitter and has since blocked me. Oh, maybe. I'm <laughs> either, either Wait, was he the one that was copying? Like, uh, hold on, we probably, but he's the one that egged a YMCA, or allegedly egged a YMCA. Can you confirm these reports? Uh, I can, can confirm these first reports. and last name on the Radio. Um, you know. So what do you think? What do you think? Him and Nikhil Harry. Him so, and Nikhil Harry. If I, you know, we've been doing the show for this our second year now. Um, Nikhil Harry, we almost had a brand deal with, and then his company uh, catfished us. So. We are anti Nikhil really? Harry. Yeah, no. He was going to send us some merch. Yeah. We hyped him up. We did a whole segment about how Nikhil Harry just needs to have, like, one breakout game, and he is, like, that elite receiver that we drafted. And then the guy just, like, didn't respond to us. So um, ever since then, we've just been a Nikhil Harry hate club. So, you know, I'm going to go with the, the option, the, the later option, uh, the, the Justin. Ladder. Yeah, the latter, or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> so, so Justin Ramos lands himself in the Pats Hall of Fame before Nikhil Harry? Yeah, I'd say That's so. Crazy. If you had to pick one or the other. Yeah, that's really pick your poison at that point. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, you think does Nikola Harry uh, playing this week against the Bears? Um, Zach, what do you think? Or he's on the Bears. Let's see. We're bringing in our <laughs> Bears analyst, Zach, over here. Sweet. As an avid Commanders fan. <laughs> <laughs> A Commanders fan? Yeah, he's struggling. I'm down bad. It's a geographical <laughs> thing. Yeah. Is it? I don't even know. Like, thoughts on Nikhil Harris? <laughs> um, who? That that's all you need to hear right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Nikhil Harry is one of those players that, you know, the potential is beyond this world. But it's just one of those things that doesn't pan out. But is is it though? Is it? Listen, the, if the Packers if the Packers traded for if the Packers. If the Packers traded for Nikhil Harry, Santino would be excited about that. Uh, God, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, th and, that, and he's worse than every receiver we have, and that's saying something because our receivers are god awful. 
percent. So, what do you think contributed to the Gil Harry not succeeding in New England? Was it just we didn't use him right, or the system, or what? I think, I, think I, think it was I think it was him being unable to stay healthy, him being unable to break into the game plan, Tom Brady being unable to throw him the ball, there was him, him unable to get open, incompetence. Um, incompetence. Thank you, Santino. Um, it's kind of hard to, to really shine if you're having your rookie season like three years after being drafted and then everybody's expecting, oh, you're going to be that guy. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I can yeah. still barely walk. So, you know, wrong wrong place, wrong time, I guess. Maybe if you put him anywhere else that it wasn't, oh, the well, Patriots. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's flash. okay. You definitely shown flash. Why is it more for the Harry swap trade? What do you feel about that? Nah, nah. Um, I, <laughs> you know, I, well... AJ Brown, what could have been? Man. Yeah, yeah. We we you wanted to be a Patriot too, dude. That's so tough. Th- that's what hurts is that if if we had drafted AJ Brown, him and Brady, you know, potentially could have had a thing going, and that maybe that would have impacted Brady staying because you know you can go yeah. over all the different factors as to why Tom left. But I mean, we didn't really have much of an offense for him to build around, and then he goes down to Tampa and they were loaded. You know, so it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things. If you want to play the what if game, then. You're going to go down a big loophole, and it just ends up in suffering. So, And my one last question is, do you all have zappy fever, or are you all still riding the Mac Jones train? Ooh. Personally, I, I believe in Mac. I believe in Mac. I think people are overreacting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mac is the captain. He's got the team support. Um, you know, he went to Alabama. Like, he's got the... He can yeah, gritty. I think. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, that's a very good point. I don't know. I think people just, like... It's just excited to see a backup play good. You don't really see it. You don't expect it. Expectations were extremely right. low for him, and, you know, he's exceeded those expectations. And I think people forget that, like, you know, Mac Jones can do everything that Zappy can, just better. And that's a stupid statement, but that's true. So it's like, why, like, yeah, yeah I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, it's I real. Think you never know. Prisoners of the moment, like, big time. Yeah, like, Zappy's had a good, he's been doing fairly solid for what it's worth now, but I think, you know, Coming into the season, Mac Jones was the guy. You can't really have that quarterback competition happening in the middle of the season because then it throws everything off. Yeah. So you like you come into the season right. with Mac being your guy. Stick with Mac being your guy. It feels good to know that Zappy, if called upon, can step up. Then everybody tries to create this narrative of oh, Mac's unhappy. Max, there's friction and tension between you know Mac and the coaching staff. Like, of course, there's going to be. He had he has an entirely new like direct staff than he had last year when he did fairly well. Yep. I've you know, as a Jets fan, I love this Matt Patricia signing because as a Patriots fan I would hate it yep. because Matt Patricia is not a good offensive coordinator. Um so, he's not bad. Yeah, he deserves his flowers I'll after the last two weeks. Well I mean no the last two weeks he's been pretty solid, but like compared to like the entire season, you know, it's it, it hasn't been yeah, all too it hasn't well. been all smooth. You know? I mean but. nobody expected I mean I'm very happy for it, but nobody expected the Jets to be anywhere near above the Patriots as they are right now. And I think the biggest thing with that is, you know, their offense and the play calling. So, you know, I I just say keep riding that Mac train. I think things will sort themselves out between Mac and the coaching staff. And, you know, it it feels good knowing that it should feel good to you Patriots fans that Bailey Zappi is there to step up if needed. Yeah, having two good quarterbacks isn't necessarily a bad problem. Yeah. Good point. We never got your uh, name, man. What's well, your name? I appreciate it. Uh, my name's Jake. I comment on uh, Gillette Nation's post. Phone was ringing, so that's me. <laughs> following that page for a while, man. I like it. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Jake. You're the best call we've had so Thanks, far. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Jake. All right, bye. That's a good guy. Yeah. You're just going to tell everyone that calls in that they're the best caller that's, that's that called in sure. today? If they're listening still, you're all the best. If you're best not caller's the next caller. I, just still, I still kind of feel bad for hanging up on the Marines, but I'm not trying to get kicked off the radio. <laughs> that, was, that was interesting. Some, are we having a conversation now? Santino? Santino and Ethan are about to go at it. Breaking news. Yeah, so obviously we're talking about football right now. But <laughs> as, as the NBA season has rolled around, I feel like it is important for uh, this conversation to go on you know, oh, live. To go on live, you know, to, oh, to, go, to, to go on live oh, airways. Just to get comfortable so, with you for a couple uh, hours. So, Ethan, um, who, just out of strict curiosity, who do you think uh, the goat, the goat of uh, basketball is? Of the NBA, I should say, not basketball. Uh, of the National Basketball Association, who do you think the goat is the greatest of all time? Michael Jordan. And why do you think that is? Because I think there's another guy who we might be able to consider, but I'm just, I mean, let me, yeah. give me your side we're, first. We're not going to talk about Kareem, but we're going to talk about Michael Jordan. 
Okay, um, so no Kareem. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Kareem's not even in the, he's, he's not even in, his, in the two conversations. Stockton. So what are you talking we should, about? John Stockton, Larry Bird, literally Ed Steals. I think we're forgetting about Pete Pistol Maravich. I think we're forgetting about him. But okay, Michael Jordan. Can you explain why for the for the for the wonderful listeners of B of B and E? Explain why. Sure. Six championships. No. Six winner. four six. Don't forget that. Winner. He's just like a winner. Competitiveness. Winning. Right. Just, just that's the, that's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. He's just embody. Oh, yeah. Okay. He embodies everything that a sport should be, and I th- I'd say it's the same sort of goat-like aura that Barry Bonds has with baseball and Tom Brady has with football. That, um, obviously, like, I, I always say that you can't be the greatest at something just on the field. It's got to be, like, a storyline. Like, obviously, Brady wouldn't be the best if he did all the same stuff but was a first-round draft pick. It's the sixth-round pick that sort of elevates him and the fact that Michael Jordan was this guy that was cut from high school basketball and slipped in the draft and still was that guy that sort of transformed basketball from, you know, a popular sport to one of the most popular, if not the most popular sport at that time. And I think that's something that no one else has been able to do. And in turn, he is the greatest basketball player. And you can make the argument that other people might be better at playing the sport of basketball than Michael Jordan because we've said, I think Tom Brady's the best football player of all time, but there are people that play the sport of football better than Tom Brady. But I just think that as the greatest overall NBA player, Michael Jordan is the greatest player in the history of that sport. Wait, I have a question. Yes. <laughs> Take away Phil Jackson. How many rings does he win? No, not even that. Not Forget, forget, well, for, 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 forget, forget Phil Jackson because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke a bunch of holes in the argument right now. So... <laughs> If we, I should even No, no, you're good. I listen. I, I love that you're bringing up that point because it's kind of segueing into what I'm going to bring up. So, if we want to look at it this way, talk about storylines. I mean, I don't know what a better storyline would be than looking at the most scrutinized player in any sport in sports history. He is the most scrutinized athlete that has ever lived. Derek Jeter. Uh, excuse me, that's not even close. To uh, I, I forgot, Jeter was deemed the chosen one at 14 years old. Um, yeah, so LeBron James. You know, we really want to talk about all this, like, oh, c- coming up from nothing, whatever, like, you know, oh, this the bit, like how Brady was sixth round, Jordan falling in the draft. Outside of Sam Bowie, Hakeem at that moment in time deserved to get picked over him. They, no one knew what Jordan was going to become. Jordan was picked third overall in the 1984 draft as, was a 21, 22-year-old, I believe. It was, one, it was Yeah, it was around that age. Okay, so LeBron James gets picked number one, Dean the Chosen One at 15 years old. He was drafted as an 18-year-old, right? The whole narrative around LeBron James is that LeBron can't do anything without help. He needs so much help. He's unable to win without help, correct? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the age of 22, for just four years in his NBA career, LeBron James in 2007 had that moment at the Palace against the Pistons when he scored the final 25 points on the road, won them that series over that Pistons team, then drags that team with, I guess, his next two players, which is Adrunas Ilgauskas and Daniel Booby Gibson, drags them to the finals in 07 as a 22-year-old, MJ was drafted at 22. Keep that in mind. And then the, it, it took him, oh, wait, let me count, uh, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, seven years to get out of the first round until he got Scottie Pippen. Okay, well, LeBron's play teammates weren't doing, like, hard drugs in their hotel room at that time. But were both teams bad? Or, 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 or both, or, were LeBron and Jordan's teammates both equally as bad, yes or no? At that moment in time, yes or no? Uh, yes. You're asking it, the wrong guy. I know. I, but, but, listen, I can answer the question. Yes, they were. LeBron James of the point of like, you know, when you're talking about a great player, what I think of is a player that one is first of all, LeBron is more talented than MJ. He can do more things better than MJ. He can shoot the ball better. He can pass the ball better. He's just as good of a scorer. He's just as clutch. If you look at their play, if you look at their playoff game winners, LeBron actually has more hits him at a higher percentage and he's taken more than Michael Jordan has. Same thing with the three pointers takes him at a higher clip, makes him at a higher clip. If you but but Jordan never put himself in a position where we where he had to hit game winners. He would just get that big of leads. Ooh, ooh. Um, well, I mean, in in to close out Game Six, what 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 did he do against the Utah Jazz in '98? He had to hit a game winner, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so but that's one example. You're saying, saying, you're saying LeBron the amount of game, game winners, winners that someone has. Is I'm arguing, no, I'm I'm arguing the point because the narr- because you can answer this question for me. What's been the narrative of LeBron his entire career? One, one of them. He's a joker. No, he's not clutch, right? Right. Okay, so that point, that point, I, yeah, that point I just gave negates that 100%. Because outside of the Dallas Mavericks 2011 finals, I wouldn't call the man a choker by any stretch of the imagination. I, would, I wouldn't say that. 
But the point, the overarching point I was trying to make is that, yes, people will always claim LeBron needs more help. I would argue that Jordan needed more help because he couldn't make it to the finals out of the first round even. Forget the finals. Couldn't make it out of the first round of the postseason until he got Scottie Pippen. Again, LeBron James, four years into his career, already younger than Jordan, same, same age as Jordan was when he got drafted, was already in his first NBA Finals. The next argument I'll give is that people always want to say LeBron making it to eight straight NBA Finals wasn't that impressive because he lost a majority of them. So would you rather not make the NBA Finals every single year and just lose in the first round, not make the postseason? Like, tell me, out of those two, which would you rather have? As someone who made the Little League Championship like Ooh. five years in a row... Quick flex right there. Yeah. Um, Accurate. Hey, hey, say, wait, wait, wait. Speaking of 23, Caffrey's wearing 23 for the 49ers. How he changed his number. Yeah. Because well, Jeff Wilson's wearing 22, yeah, right? I was about to say something. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd like, give him like, a Rolex. Well, I don't, think, I don't think... I don't <laughs> think he just changed the number, yeah. the football rules, you can't change your number halfway through the season. I was going to say, yeah, at this point. That's fair. That's huh. fair. I, I think he looked good in 23. It's, you know, it's LeBron's number. Oh he, 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 looked, he looked good in 23. Um, comes full circle. <laughs> so make the point. You're five. You made it. Made the little league. Little league, I made the little league yeah. championship. Five I think years I in a row. Only won it like two years in a row. Okay. Right. You made it five. Made it five I, years I, in a yeah, row. Yeah. Five. Four. Regardless. Those years that you didn't win, would you have rather not made it? I'd say. I'd say. I think it's. You know. Obviously, it's nice to make the championship. I However, know. at the end of the day, you play sports to win the championship. Yes. And obviously, you go through a whole grueling season. You go through the, the tournament. And that, looking back on it, would you rather, you know, lose in the first or second round or lose in the championship? Lose the championship. I'd say at the end of the day, they're both the same thing. They're not. At, they're both, not at you, all. Not even close to the same thing. One team is going to come out of each season with a championship. Yes. And so I'd say every other season or every other team that doesn't get that did not fulfill their goal. Obviously not, but making it to the... For you to compare make, losing in the championship to losing in the first round, they're not even they're not even comprehensibly comparable. Because if you look at it, yes, is it the same thing? They're both... Is it the same thing in terms of the fact that, yes, are they both losing? Okay, yeah, sure. The amount of... I don't even like I don't even know what words to use here. Like the amount of dedication, the amount of mental fortitude it takes for a guy that was his age going into the latter part of his career in 2018, for him to make it year after year after year after year and he was facing a team like a Kevin Durant again, you you give MJ the team LeBron James had in the, in those latter years against the Warriors. I've asked my friends this before that if you give MJ, you know, George Hill, J.R. Smith, uh Tristan Thompson, Kyle Korver, old Kyle Korver, give Jordan that team and go up against KD, Clay, Draymond, Curry, they, MJ would take that team and win win those finals. They must have been smoking crack because there's no there's no possible <laughs> chance MJ could have ever... I, I would be surprised if MJ even got to the finals with those teams, let alone even beating that Warriors team. I always say that if you argue in hypotheticals, you've already lost the conversation. And you do bring up a good point. You have to argue hypotheticals with this, comparing. Though. And I do think, though, that it's hard to compare who's a better player by saying, well, if this was the case, well, if this was the case, well, if if Michael Jordan played with Kyrie and Kevin Love instead of this and this, and or if, if LeBron played with these players instead of that. And obviously, like, yes, it, it, like, great, if LeBron played with Scottie Pippen or if, if Michael Jordan played with Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, it would be different, but they didn't, so you need to argue in terms of what actually did happen. You All right, so I'll to, argue in terms of what did happen. You have to you have to argue in hypotheticals because they played in different generations. I was going to say that they too. They went yeah. up against each other like like Kobe and 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 MJ did when he was on the Wizards. Like you just can't compare because they never like over over overlapped overlapped. Thank you, Seth. Of course, it's a very good point that you make there, and I think that too. Another another big thing. If you want me to argue not in hypotheticals, I'll argue in what actually happened. I'll argue in the fact that, again, LeBron James made eight straight NBA Finals. I believe he's been to, what, 10 total? But, yeah, he's been to 10 to, or no, is it, yeah, 07, because he went to eight from, from 11 to 18. That was eight straight Finals. Made it in 07, then made it in 2020, so 10 total. Okay, so he's made 10 total Finals. He's won four of them. He's also the only player in NBA history to win championships with three different teams and win Finals MVP on all three of those different teams. He is... The, he's the only player ever to come back from a 3-1 deficit. That's another thing he's done. 
against the team that broke Jordan's all-time win record. He's the only player ever to lead his team in an NBA final series in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Only player ever to do that. He's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points scored of all time this year. He's above Jordan in points, assists, and rebounds all time. I think in his prime, even though MJ did win more Defensive Player of the Year awards, LeBron James in his prime was just as good of a defender as Michael Jordan. I think, you know, the argument that Jordan was a better scorer, I think, is a little bit silly considering the fact that LeBron has more points than Jordan all time. And again, is just, yeah, oh, our sports director over there, Q30, Ethan Logue. Good to see him. I think he, but, <laughs> he probably does have his AirPods in. But I just gave you how many points right there. There are not hypotheticals. That is just the facts of what of what has happened in LeBron James's career. And yes, okay, we can, we can, you know, you can shove the argument, you can shove the six and six argument down everybody's throats all day. That is not the only argument that matters in terms of who is the GOAT. And I get it that, you know, again, MJ was. Um, had a, had a major impact on just the game itself and in the world in general, and kind of brought basketball out of you could say the the, the, the dark times because they were in a, in a in a in a position where again a lot of drugs were seeping into the league. It was there was a lot you know fights happening, violence, and he kind of brought him out of that. But I just don't see a way that a guy who already is just a better pure basketball player than him, just because he's won two more championships and he was six for six, I don't see how that. I I don't think that can just be okay. That's the end. That's the end of it. Six and six. He's just better. I don't know if you have points on this, Brendan or Seth. I don't know if you guys have. I mean, I know you're not a big basketball guy, but like, if anything, I, if in the world of basketball, I'm more of a Knicks fan, so I have my own struggles. You guys almost beat Memphis. I was I was I impressed my, by that. I have my own demons to face when it comes to basketball. <laughs> to force the, to force that overtime game in Memphis, I was if RJ Barrett could hit, just hit this hit more than the side of a barn, I think you guys would have won that game. That was a tough one for RJ Barrett, but I think this is something that Ethan and I will just never agree on. Yeah, no, I'm also just a bi- I'm gonna admit it. I'm a biased Boston sports fan who can't stand LeBron, and oh, the amount of oh, let me just. Before I toss this back over to, uh, to BK over here, I just have to I have to do one thing first, Brendan. Of course, I, listen, Santino, you do whatever you want. We're both on board. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> LeBron James, 2012. That's when we got the meme, the, the meme mug, the stare. 45 points in a game six. His career, he he would have been, he was already the most scrutinized, and if he did not show up in the Garden. In TD Garden against Paul Pierce, against Kevin Garnett, against all those guys, his career would have been over. He came in, came up clutch. The next thing I'll go to is 2013, when Boston was trying to end the Miami Heat's win streak, historic win streak. LeBron comes up on Jeff Green. I cannot believe I'm talking about Jeff Green. I forgot he was in the NBA at that point. <laughs> LeBron James coming up on Jeff Green, gets a little pull-up and does his patented little celebration. And that was also the game where he ended Jason Terry's career. He put him down. He put him in the grave in the ground. Uh, 2018 in the best playoff run by a player ever. Um, Jason Tatum dunked on him and thought he was, you know, I mean, listen, Tatum is a phenomenal player. I, I will say that a hundred times over. I think Jalen Brown's better. <laughs> Honestly, in the NBA Finals, Brown was better than Jason Tatum. Yeah, he was. He played, he performed much, much better. J- but MVP 2020. Jason Tatum dunked on LeBron, thought he was a god, and then LeBron. Um, LeBron kind of just like looked at him and kind of chuckled. He was like, all right, you want to do this, Rook? Okay, well, we, we, we can do this. Comes back, gets the block on, uh, what was it, Terry Rozier? Yeah, I believe he's, uh, bl- believe he's, believe he's in Charlotte now. Blocks Terry Rozier and kind of just stands there and gives the second coming of the mean mug. It's just there are so many moments you yeah. could point to for LeBron James of what he's done to, you know, what he's done to the Celtics. But I, I can understand your uh, your bitterness towards him. Yeah. I can understand that. But BK, you take back over now. Dare, all right. Hold on. Dare I say. I had my conversation with you. Thank you, Santino. Thank you. Dare I say, if a certain man beat a certain team in the AFC Championship Series or a championship game, AFC championship game, to go to the Super Bowl. Would, talk about Blake would the career of Blake Bortles be like LeBron James? <laughs> oh, my God. No, yes. the referees handed the Patriots. I've gone back and watched the highlights so many times of that game. The Patriots were handed that game against the Jaguars. The Blake Jack. Bortles was dotting that defense Blake up. Bortles Leonard Bortles for that team to victory. As, the NFL did not want them in the I know. As, 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 listen. As Flight Reacts say, that fortunate dude, Leonard Fournette, he came in, was running all over that defense. They had Dante Fowler Jr. They had Jalen Ramsey. They had A.J. Boye. They were a phenomenal, (laughs) phenomenal team. And the NFL robbed us of what would have been Blake. uh, That would have been the best Super Bowl. That would have been the best one I've ever watched. Seeing Blake Bortles in that Super Bowl, that would have been 
unbelievable to see Nick Foles up against Blake Bortles. What a I Super Bowl that would have been. I, w- I would have cried. The guy that scored 45 points on the road in I Pittsburgh. I cried, and, you know, obviously Blake Bortles would have led them to a Super Bowl. 100%. Victory. You know, we probably wouldn't see the Philly special if it weren't for if Blake Bortles wasn't there, or if Blake Bortles was there. Blake Bortles changed. And now he's retired, and now we never get to see this beautiful man play with the football again. Well, we, should have been we, thought, we, thought about, well we thought about that with Michael Jordan, and we also thought about that with Brett Favre. So. And Tom Brady. And Tom, and Tom Brady. Brady. It's a pattern. So. All the GOATs come back you know what? into you the know league. What? Blake Bortles might come back. And he actually, he was on the Packers roster for a little bit at one point. The Packers brought him in off the practice squad. I was actually pretty happy to watch it. I see Ethan here now bringing up highlights of the game. The, the oh, I, mean, I forgot about Telvin Smith and Miles Jack. Another two great, and so, two more. Calais Campbell was on this team as well. That defense was just unbelievable. So I'm pulling up this highly scrutinized Deion Lewis fumble, which I am arguing that he didn't even fumble the ball to begin with because his knee it. is down prior to the ball being. Oh, I'd, like to, I'd love to see it. I've been. I've watched this video. So right here, uh, the ball's no, loose. No, 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 no. We're getting that. <laughs> the ball's loose. Ball is out of his hand. It's however, loose. It's still in his possession. Loose. The ball's loose. Player. According to the NFL rule book, the ball's loose. This is. It's not firmly in his possession, but since it's being controlled by his body, this is as. As this is in as, his possession. As Patrick the Star said on SpongeBob, he's not firmly grasping it. It's a fumble. <laughs> That's. Still in his possession. It's a fumble. Well, yeah, it's still in his possession. Okay. Now, right here. <laughs> the ball is out! Again. Oh, my God! Still in his possession. Now, right here. Oh, you're out of your mind. The ball is out. Hey, it's I figured it might be time for a He's holding break. it in his hand, and his knee is down on the ground. Oh, the ball is out. The ball is out. Oh, the ball is out. No. Oh, the ball is out. It's not. Even the ball is out. It's not. Hurwitz, I'm telling you, the ball is it's out. It's not. No, I'm sorry. Like, it, guys, it, <laughs> the ball is... I wish it was a TV show. The ball is so clearly out. It's... Welcome back. Um, thank you for sticking with us through that beautiful Kiss song. You guys hear me? I don't have my headset on. It hasn't been working. Yes? Yeah. yeah you're All good. Right. So, the debate hasn't been solved. I believe it probably won't ever be solved unless LeBron like wins a championship with this Lakers team. Then, then maybe. Still no. Um, you know, we're approaching the 5 o'clock mark, so I'm going to transition us into final thoughts here on uh, episode 4, season 2. Um Starting with Zach Carter, who's, you know, premiering on the show. Added some nice comments about Nikhil Harry, our Chicago Bears analyst over here. Um, been, been through a lot as a Bears fan. So, you know, final thoughts <laughs> on that, that situation and, you know, any hopes and dreams for this upcoming week? You know, for the record, not a Bears fan. <laughs> um, not really a football guy, but... Uh... All right, all right. Then give me a prediction on the World Series, then. Astros in four. Against. And it's not even close. Against? They're going to sweep the Yankees, and then they're going to sweep whoever makes it out of the National League. And I will take that. To you the heard it here first. I, I told Tino this yesterday. If the Yankees lost the sec- game two, I, I could see them getting swept. I don't want it to happen, but I I don't see where that momentum is. There, there's just no momentum. Yeah, they're com- Yes, they're coming into home field, but if Aaron Boone keeps putting out the lineups he's been putting out, and they've been hitting the way that they've been hit or lack of hitting. I, I I'm not loving it. I'm really not loving it, especially the way that the bullpen's performing. He keeps putting out, he keeps force feeding like the same guys in high pressure situations. And they have absolutely pooped the bed. Like Aaron Boone loves Clark Schmidt. Like, loves granted, Clark Schmidt. Granted, if you had if he had him all season and he built like the actual like reputation and trust that he could you can put him into these big situations i'm all for it i just think it's they brought him they they kept bouncing him around between triple a and mlb and it it hurt him like you you don't really get good results when you just keep bringing a guy up and down because that shatters an ego that shatters confidence Mm -hmm. right you're not gonna think like oh i'm that guy you're gonna think oh i'm that backup right and then you just put him out there and it 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 doesn't go well the thing with Clark Schmidt is that he was brought up as a starter, and I think he could be a great four or five guy for the Yankees if he had a full season to develop and yeah. like get experience in the majors. But they're bringing him out of the bullpen, you know, in these high leverage situations. Even in in that game against the Guardians, when they walked it off against him, he was one inch from saving the ball with his glove. He just mm-hmm. got unlucky. But yeah. at the same time, there's no rhyme or reason that he should be in that game over Clay Holmes. Yeah. I, Boone said we were only going to use him in an emergency situation. It was a save situation. How is that not How an emergency? That exactly. A save is an emergency. That's why you, 
you the whole point it's you're saving the game saving that is an emergency you are saving an emergency it's also game five of a winner go home postseason game sure he didn't have the best second half but he was lights out mm-hmm. in the first half and if you get 75 percent of that version of clay holmes you go Shut to extras down. yeah or maybe not even extras it's I once if they get swept or if they lose at neither the World Series or the ALCS, which at this rate I really think it's going to be the ALCS. There is no reason why Aaron Boone should ever put a Yankee uniform on as a player, as a coach, except for Old Timers Day. That is the only <laughs> time we should. That is the only time he should ever be in that Yankee dugout. No, well, they're probably going to bring him. Well, at this point, they wouldn't bring him back because he screwed up this team so much. Granted, you could say, oh, he's been to the postseason four or, like, every season that he's been the manager. I mean, yeah. When you're given that roster, how could you not? not? You've you've got the talent to get you there. But in the end of it, you know, when it comes down to the management of your bullpen, the lineup you create, that's what sets apart making the postseason and winning 28. Aaron Boone made the same mistake that Dave Roberts made. Neither of them knew how to manage their bullpen, and because of it, they're both going to get knocked out of the playoffs. The Dodgers won 100 and what, 11 games? Franchise mm-hmm. record for wins. And they pooped the bed. Because Dave Roberts didn't know what to do. Because Mariners have, what, 113, whatever? That's the league record. They won 116 in 2001 and then got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. I could stand at the dugout for the Dodgers and get 100 wins. It it doesn't take that much. Like, it's not that difficult. If you name the first five guys, Mookie Betts, Dre Turner, Freddie Freeman, Justin Turner, Will Smith, Smith, Max Muncy. You got Bellinger, former NL MVP, batting ninth. Bellinger. Well, Bellinger's also done absolutely. Bellinger's no, I know. But I'm saying yeah, a former NL MVP. You have him ninth. I'm like, right. at least his glove in the center field. You can't. Oh yeah. He no, he's. I mean, where he lacks at the plate, he does make up in the field. But he, you're seeing now yeah, that it's a lot more than just intimidation, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're gonna have those guys who can step up and say, "I screw your intimidation. I'm gonna shut you down, or I'm gonna shove right back." And you know, that's all that they're really trying to hope for. Between the Yankees and Dodgers, like, oh, we're the Yankees and Dodgers. We have so much history. We have so much success in the past that nobody's going to want to mess with us. That's a, even more reason why everybody's going to want to mess with us. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. get an instant replay on that. Uh, Tino's breaking down this entire stadium. Technical difficulties well, like, on the set. Like, you're not going to have, like, <laughs> nobody's going to, like, if you're in the playoffs, everybody's going to think, like, oh, I'm in the playoffs because I belong in the playoffs. I belong to be up against this team. I belong. I belong to be the team that beats this team. And that's what pushes guys. That's what pushes push the series to game five in the ALDS. That's how the uh, Padre, uh, Dodgers got bounced. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not the same that it used to be. Like It's all about showing up when it matters most. Exactly. And, and at the end of the day, the Padres showed up and the Dodgers didn't. Yeah. Dude, talk about an LCS with two 90, or minus 90 win teams. I love the underdogs. Even though the Phillies are a division rival and the Padres (laughs) bounced us out of the playoffs, I am rooting for the National League regardless of what happens. I'm a big big on the Phillies. I I want a 2009 repeat. Um, If Yankees get bounced, I want the Phillies winning. I'm I'm very big on the Phillies. I don't like. Like it would be hilarious if the Padres. I love the Padres. That's what he's saying. I I I ruled them out when Tatis got hurt. Now I want I want to see dude Soto shuffle to second base. I want to see them win it again. Padres lose one of the most premier players in the league, and then bring in probably the most premier player in the league. Sure, he didn't you know live up to expectations, but your expectations for a guy like Juan Soto was 40 home runs, 130 RBIs. Speaking of Juan Soto. He's a finalist for a gold glove. Oh, my he's God. Had, Don't even get me started on he's that. He's had probably the worst defensive season out of anybody in the MLB this year. It is so... He, he is, is abysmal in the outfield. Statistically, the worst defensive outfielder in the league, and he's a gold glove finalist. I mean, talk about popularity. Seth, I know we're down 2-0, but that catch Judge had in right... Oh, oh it was fa- fabulous. It was fabulous. He's That's a fantastic defensive player. He's not nominated for gold glove, is he? No. Or, uh, do I don't know? believe so. Back, that's, um, no. still, that catch was unbelievable. He should have been nominated for that new utility position. Because he split time between center and right. Say, if yeah. Story stayed healthy all year, he would have had second base gold glove nominee locked up. A nominee. He wasn't going to win. Yeah. Trevor Story, when he was healthy, was fantastic in the field. And then 
got hurt and couldn't stay healthy. I still so. like him at short. If Bogarts walks, I, mean, I think yeah, you guys are, are yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. The Padres, I, know, I know Tatis got hurt, but look at their lineup. I mean, they got Josh Bell out of that trade, too. They have guys who can hit. They got Bell, they got um, Cronenworth, they got Soto. They still, Machado's been phenomenal this mm-hmm. season. I mean, he played really, really well. They still have a really good lineup without um, without Tatis in there, and they're pitching. I mean, Darvish, Musgrove's, Musgrove's disgusting. Blake Snell, he I mean, he was off in one of the games against the Mets, but other than that, he's been pretty much on the entire playoffs. That team is scary. They're for real. Their bullpen is come out of nowhere to well, shut Hader's teams been, down. Hayter's been phenomenal as a closer, but the rest of the, the middle, their middle and then middle middle. And then you have Clevenger. That's yeah. Obviously, yeah. isn't the same Clevenger, but... They're lucky. But either for, to be right, the fourth still, guy, right. Mike Clever, either the fourth guy or just a long guy out of the pen. That's it's, what I mean. It's, right. exactly. That goes have that, way, you, right. have, you have the three other guys that are starting. Right. Mus- again, Musgrove, Darvish, and Snell. To have Clevenger as the fourth option uh, on the Yankees, he'd probably be like, old Clevenger might have been like a third, might, like a second or third option with the, with the old Rangers. Clevenger. Yeah. Don't forget Shamanaya. That's When healthy, that's probably the best rotation in baseball. I yeah. can say right now the Padres, have, whether it's the Astros or the Yankees, because I'm not counting the Yankees out just quite yet. They're home. They have three games at home now. We were, they were down 2 nothing in 2017 when the Astros were cheating. They came back and they scored like five-plus runs in all three of those home games. I'm not counting them out just yet. Being in Yankee Stadium, it's something different. Judge hits the ball a lot better there. I, I, we're not out of it Yeah, yet. but then... They lost in 2017. I so it's like, because, so yeah, it's, so it's they lost not four necessarily. Houston, they won three at home. I'm, not, I'm just saying. They right, just, but, but where did that get, though? I know. It got know, them an I'll, early trip to Florida on the, the, the links. You know, news. Our oldest chapman's not on the roster. Sweep. Sweep that, is I mean, not that, guaranteed. Yeah. A sweep is not guaranteed. That's all well, I'm saying. I don't know. I, I wouldn't I even say it's likely. It's a different teams now. I mean, for the most part, there's a lot of returning guys, but it's, you know, if. It's, it all comes down to how Boone manages the game. That's what lost him those first two games. He, it wasn't like Boone could say, like, oh, it's a matter of them being at their home field. The wind didn't play out in our favor. No, like, you're putting out the same guys that, you know, aren't producing. There's no reason why Donaldson should have been batting at all in the ALDS. There's no reason why he should have started the uh, series batting fifth or anywhere near the middle of the lineup. I really don't like him in the lineup. At all, we talked about this yesterday. No? Right, like I, it it all comes down to how Boone manages a game, and Boone cannot manage a game. He can't manage it when it comes down to it. Well, I agree with you, and you that's like, it's what's lost him every single year. That and just playing better. Te- we have played better teams at times. I mean, no, I agree with you. Yes, he's made mistakes. I, I don't believe they should have lost to Tampa. No, no, I'm not saying they should Tampa. have not lost to Tampa. I'm saying 2018 Boston. That was gonna have. I mean, I know that was gonna. That wasn't. That was a be, good team. That was that was, gonna, that was a really good team. That wasn't gonna be fixable no matter what. Yeah. 2021 Cole just pitched an awful game, and we and you know because also family has a green booger in the middle of their stadium. Stanchion had two home runs. I mean, that was just because they just they refused to put their stadium down. Or they refused to build a new stadium. Um, well, I, whoa, 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 Tino. Okay, you could. Whoa, 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 Say if this was a West Coast team, you could say all you want. Like, if the Yankees were a West Coast team, you could say all you want about, like, oh, Fenway stinks, Fenway is, is, is terrible. It's a divisional rival. Stan you should, you should play enough games where you should know the stadium. It's not like and Stan's been around in the league for so long and played it's in the Yankees Stan. for so long. It's not like it's anything new to him. It's not like it's like the wall just shot up out of nowhere on him. No, no, I'm just saying the wall being there robbed him of two home runs. I'm saying, well, I mean, yeah, yes, that's but what it I said, also yeah. robbed him it also he robbed himself of two double or uh, uh, yeah it was it was a double the first time they robbed themselves of runs because of it because they expected it to be gone just because it looks good and sounds good doesn't mean that it is good you know i feel that do we have a caller no we do two calls oh Oh, dang all right well you guys want to go left or right uh right right all right well there's only one left left. so we picked the right one hello welcome to dne uh who's calling anthony Anthony, what's, what's up, Anthony? On, How you doing? Uh, listen, all, I just have one thing to say. All right. What's up? Second round pick to New England for Isaiah Wynn. What team? Cowboys. I don't care. That's fair. I don't think. <laughs> I, listen, I'll take like a bag of Cape Cod chips and a turkey sandwich for Isaiah Wynn, but I don't think anybody's going to give us that. No, I wouldn't either. He's worse than Hitler. 
Okay. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, we knew that was going to happen at some fun. point. You know, yeah, when, when Ethan we were doing put so this, good. When Ethan put this on his uh, Twitter account. Damn. You know, I, I thought <laughs> it was so close. I thought it was made very clear <laughs> that this was a uh, wow. You know, a college radio <laughs> show, meaning that like <laughs> you know. Uh, we, gotta, we were doing so it. good. We got to keep it a family friendly to some extent. Yeah, then that was tough timing. You know, I and. I, I, it's a very bold accusation to make between Isaiah Wynn and that guy. <laughs> um, I don't know how football relates to politics like that, but uh, well, you, I think we should probably yeah, that's, change that's the news. Something. That's a good, um, good thing to The Bruins have started off strong, like Mike said earlier. Uh, Celtics have looked good. Uh, JT and JB both dropped, I believe, 35 points. 70, 70 combined. Um, which is the third time in NBA history that's ever happened. I think the last was Jerry West and... Uh, Elgin Baylor. Yeah, it was the Lakers a long time I ago. It, it may, uh, it was, yeah, I think it was, I think it was Baylor and West. Um, everyone across the league is starting to recognize JT and JB as like a top five combo, and I've been saying that for two years. So, whatever. I mean, I'm just happy to see the teams get off to um, you know strong start. Um, you know, Bergeron's last dance has gone well. New Jersey's dropped reverse re- reverse retro. Pooh Bear's back. Big fan of those. Not paying two sixty though, so <laughs> maybe we'll get sponsored. Who knows? Uh, Nikhil Harry returns to Gillette Stadium on Monday night for a, well, is looking like Mac Jones' first game back um, with the Patriots, so we'll see how that goes. You know, Bill Belichick hasn't given them any bulletin board material. He's called the Bears a very good team, which we all know is a bunch of BS, but um, there's a player on the Bears who's already bringing up Deflategate, so yes. we already know where this is going to go. Patriots are going to blow them out of the water because every time you give the Patriots bulletin, more bulletin board material, it's a blowout. So, the episode four coming to a end here. Actual final thoughts for this episode, boys. Um, you know, impromptu, we weren't sure it was going to go down, but you know, overall, I thought it was a pretty good time and a little different than normal. So, I'll be pleasantly surprised if they take Yankees take one game. Um, if they move on, you could call me all you want. I'm still a Yankee fan. Could say all I said all this crap, but go Yankees in the end. Um, trying to be realistic, but in in my heart, I really do want the Yankees to win and go Jets. Go Padres. Go Pats. Santino, final thoughts? LeBron's the GOAT. All right, well, thank you all for tuning Career in to episode better. four. We always appreciate the support. Um, all the other episodes are up for uh, the last, you know, all the episodes that could be up are up. So go check them out. I already know Mr. King's watched them, listened to them. So shout out Mr. King. Um, have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. And we will see you back in another week. Take go, care. Go Pats. Bye.